Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, insightful conversations to awaken your conscious self. I have to remember these things because I'm trying to toggle in that it is the, as of yesterday, the Gemini new moon, 26 degrees, and we're talking about the summer solstice starting in just a few days. A lot of energy is coming in with a wonderful new panel concerning vibrational astrology that will explain a little bit more. But really, and if I could have that slide, thank you very much. This is the music of the spheres. Pythagoras, he's an ancient Greek mathematician, knew that numerology, the patterns, govern all of the geometric ratios in nature whether it was the great artists, Rembrandt and uh, Galileo, not Galileo, but I'm thinking of Da Vinci, of course, and that he heard planets speaking, the music of the spheres in vibrations. So at this point, I think this, just to announce too, that this panel is going to be every season. It's We had it for December for the winter solstice in 2021. You can go back and look at that record to see what the next season has brought. But more recent, as of December 2022 and the equinox on March 21st. But today is celebrating the midsummer celebration of June 21st. So I think we are ready now for Good Vibrations panel. Sharing an overarching theme of each season through the lens of vibrational astrology for the spring and autumn equinox, as well as the winter and summer solstices, this is your Good Vibrations panel. Hi, I'm Sue Minhan, and for those that can see the YouTube, because I know we have a podcast and we're so grateful for everybody as we can connect, I am the founder of Top Cosmos. We began in 2018 and an evolutionary astrologer and I'm studying vibrational astrology. It's captured me. And for our panelists, who I will now introduce, it is Linda Berry. And Linda Berry is of vibrational astrology. She received her professional astrology certificate from David Cochran at his school who founded this over many, many years. It's a large school with, I mean, a large uh, library of, of videos that you can see on YouTube. But Linda is an international consultant. She teaches VA classes, which we'll show the school at in a moment and is also a moderator for that group and an author. She wrote several books with David Cochran, fundamental books. She also created Frequency Finder as an add-on to his software that really indicates how to work with this special feature and lens. 
And she writes a free daily blog, which is so insightful to use that word once again, called Vibrational Astrology Diary. And you simply need to write or email is the word Linda, and she'll send it to you. And you can see that ongoing interpretation of what energies are happening. So in January, well, biannually, Linda has a school. And if generally this is the astrosleuth.org. I'm looking at this slide right here. And it is the school of astrology of vibrational energetics. And this is the Vibrational Astrology Diary that's published. It really includes these gorgeous pictures of one more way of of interpreting the energies. Hi, Linda. Hey there. (laughs) So good to see you. And I will say to our audience that Richard Smoot was unable at the last minute to attend. And we're looking forward to having him return, we hope. For the next quarter, there's so many changes. But here, I know that you're familiar with these great souls that Tesla and I'm going to make my screen bigger so I can read my own writing. Handel have said that the secrets of the universe, if we think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, Nikola Tesla, who worked at the same time that Edison did. shared with us, and I guess I'll just finish the last one, that Max Heindel in the 1800s, who was a mystic and astrologer and actually began the Rosicrucians, said that all things are in a state of vibration. There we go. Oh, that's right. I'm doing this. So at any rate, David Cochran is our vibrational astrology, evidence-based astrology. It goes on what is in the chart to get these patterns. And for those of you that are interested, because after this, we're going to look at Linda's slide. So I'm just trying to feed people a little bit of background. Thank you. Exactly. So the sun and the moon, all the planets that we're familiar with in general astrology, all have a really succinct energy that is their seed. It's like if you have a plant, is it a bush? Is it a flower? Is it a tree? Is it a fungus? Is it an algae? You know, I mean, what is it? Or if you have a, if you're cooking, is it a spice? Is it a, you know, what is it that you put in the soup? So here we have this information. And of course, I will say that the two luminaries, they regulate time. The sun is daily and the moon is that reflection, just like we're familiar with. So it's all very common sense in some ways. Here is a chart I have for general purpose for if people are interested to go back because you can always see these in the archives of the episodes. This is a universal chart for Greenwich, which does begin in our linear time here on Earth, the great clock. And that would be at 2.57 p.m. on the 21st. So I, in leaving my presentational part, you can always go back to that spring equinox. And if you have it on your podcast, great. Otherwise, go to Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. And you will see that we have good vibrations. Summer, well, 
you can see it there. Okay, I think I am finished and ready for your introductions for this new season. Okay. Whenever you want to do it. You know, before we start, Linda, I remember that stories, before I even knew much about vibrational astrology, that in December, it was that the story was going to be evident. And I thought, well, I like stories. That's interesting. And then in spring, it seemed that it was other people's stories. And I thought, well, that kind of raises the bar. It's not just my story, but everybody. And then when you think of spring equinox and with all the ingresses of the big planets, that just made sense. So I'm like waiting for the next page here. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. How do I, sh uh, do I? Okay. You did it. We are. Yes. Okay. Here's the summer solstice with the chart set for Washington, D.C. And you can see the sun's at the top of the chart there. These are times it's happening in three different parts of our readership, our, our viewership. And um, the first thing we look at is the sun. And the sun is um, widely tied into Mercury. It is directly interacting Nept with Neptune. And it is interacting with Venus. And this is just a starting point. Um, what we want to look at in vibrational scrology is the really, really tight aspects. And so the Mars-Mercury here has a one-minute orb. The, the distance between Mars and Mercury, that's a sextile. Sextiles are 60 degrees. And this is 60 degrees in one minute. Oh, and I might add, just for, because all this is such a, for those of us that are a little familiar, but just to say that some of the meaning of, well, first of all, that this chart, oh, oh it is still the natal chart. That's right. But that, because it's Mercury, it's still our thoughts, and that for Mars, it means act, we have a drive. So we have a drive to think right. about something. Yes. Well, to th that action, that pushing out action type of thing. And um, because Mercury and Mars is so close to an exact aspect, we're going to see it other places. Um. It indicates that there's a possibility of people learning some new things. Mm -hmm. See, Mercury is energized by Mars. All right. So the other, another aspect that's really important in the natal chart is this brown line across here. That's a quincunx. And it's Sun, quincunx, Pluto. This Pluto becomes practically a theme in this in, in this um, summer solstice chart. I just kind of marked this kind of gold line around it here just to kind of call attention to it. Yeah, I love your graphics. It's very clear. It shows um, it. Thank you. The, the quincunx is the same as 
is 150 degrees or five twelfths of the circle. In other words, 150, the circle is 12 thirties, five thirties is 150. So it's five twelfths of the third circle. And Pluto here, it's the sun and Pluto. This provides, creates an intense need for each person to deeply examine and adjust their life meaning and purpose. This is kind of like a theme for this, the, the summer solstice. You know, okay. if we can go back to that for a moment, because for those people that are, f are focusing in from other angles right now, it seems that the quincunx is you teach is and and other astrology teaches is like mixing two focuses that haven't immediately anything that work so they have to make adjustments yeah to that's together and the other thought is is that it really t supports the whole idea that first comment you made about we're thinking so if we're ruminating and thinking it really is it works in alignment with this idea that we're, how are we thinking about it? We're examining our values and everything because, you know, it's, it's very profound just right off the bat, that that's the. Okay. the well, th this, this particular aspect is, is not so much thinking. It's more um, just a basic sense of, of how you express yourself on a daily basis mm. because it's sun and Pluto. Oh, the need. Yes, I see. The yeah, intense it's need. It's not Mercury, it's Sun. So we're intensely feeling right. that. that right. Okay, thanks. Okay. So now, notice I said this was five twelfths. Whatever fraction an aspect is of the whole circle in the natal chart, the bottom or the denominator of that fraction tells the vibration it's tied to. And this one is twelve. By every quincunx in the native chart, we only have one in this chart, but is tied into the 12th vibration. So let's go look at that. You can see here that that sun Pluto that was a quincunx in the natal chart is now a conjunction. And that's what happens. Um, and it's tied into, it's aspecting with some other actually two pair conjunctions. So you've got Mercury Mars. Remember I told you that Mercury Mars was going to keep showing up and Jupiter Saturn. Both of them are interacting with Sun Pluto. Here Just you can see the three aspects. I love your go ahead. I, I'm thinking to myself as I hear this, this is almost like, I mean, it's very powerful and balancing your own drives as you're going to go ahead. These, mm -hmm. those dynamics are a Th lot this is how digest. Right. That, and you're, you're exactly right, Sue. This is how the sun Pluto interacting with Mercury, Mars and Jupiter, Saturn 
this is some basic things it's doing. We could go into it in a lot more depth, but right now, balancing your own drives with the needs of others, a greater understanding and systematic growth in the process of redistribution of power to include everyone. So this is the kind of energy we're looking at for the summer solstice. That's so now, key. Okay, go ahead. Well, what I'm because for people here, it's the meaningfulness. A lot of times, it I think helps them kind of work through what we're trying to say. But this isn't just an event. This is like a theme, and yeah. to, to realize that if we're trying to work with other people's stories, it is a real that word adjustment. Okay. Now, now, now one thing here that that 17 and other people's stories was there for the spring equinox, but it's not really emphasized that much in this pattern. Okay. okay. But that, what okay. I was getting at then is the systematic process of the other people's needs. So in other words, that's yeah. part of the picture, but not. For well, yeah. In a, in a sense, because I guess in a sense, everything is everybody's story. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. So now, Going back to the natal chart, look at this here. I've got it highlighted here. See this green triangle up here on the right side? Well, one of the interesting things about working with a solstice chart is we know the exact time of the summer solstice. When we're working with individual people's charts, we don't have accurate enough time on the angles to be able to use them in the interpretation. But we do with an astrological, astronomical event like the summer solstice. So the angles are actually accurate in the vibrations for this chart, which is not true for a natal chart because we don't record the times of birth down to the second. Um, so... You've got this pattern that involves Neptune and Pluto interacting with the vertex and the midheaven. Now, the way we understand the midheaven is that that is what's in the core of you. You're bringing it out up vertically from the depths of you and you're expressing it in the world. So that's how we understand the midheaven. The, ver the ascendant, which is not part of this pattern, is your horizontal energy. Where, where everything's basically equal, and this is you relating to other people just because you enjoy being with them mm -hmm. and things like that with no particular task or thing you need to do. The vertex is the third um, axis that's created by great circles intersecting the ecliptic. And the vertex has to do with associations with other people like the ascendant, but you're seeking to get a job done more like the midheaven. So it's kind of part of both. So this is all the times you gather together to accomplish something with other people to make something happen. Like we're doing a vertex thing right now, Sue. I see. I'm fascinated by vertex. I appreciate uh, 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 describing that that interaction it is a kind of like taking a soup and putting it together and yeah yeah eating it yep and and just i love how you've 
clearly mentioned all these comments here. I'm reading as I'm speaking, so I apologize if I'm <laughs> a little slow here. But Neptune and Pluto, that's profound. Here we're the idea, well, in astrology, of course, we think of also generally, it's like the weather changing, wouldn't it be? <laughs> you know, Neptune, weather- Pluto is just really deep. Neptune is the outest, bigger planet. And so it's where we encounter and we work with our dreams and visions just coming into our life and shaping things. And so when you have Pluto with it, you have this intensity connected with the dreams and visions, which becomes meaning, purpose, passion, that kind of thing. And that is a necessary, essential thing to have your life feel exciting and wonderful and meaningful. So here we've got this for the summer, summer season. We have the vertex combining with the midheaven with Neptune and Pluto. And among other things, uh, this is pretty big, actually, folks. And among other things, this is people who share common beliefs joining together um, to express their intense feelings. So um, now this is all green lines. It's a trine and two sextiles. It's trines here between midheaven and vertex Pluto, and then Neptune is sextile, all of it. Sextiles are one-sixth of the chart. 60 degrees are one-sixth of the 360 degrees in a circle. And so it's this is related to vibration six. And here we have it. And it's Vib- that harmonious flowing. It yes, is, it yeah. is. It, and, it's it's a harmonious flow of interaction with others. And that's very empowering just to consider that if we have intentions mm-hmm. that we're any of us are hoping or on a grand mundane scale, just looking at the world we live in, that there's possibilities of some of, of networking with little groups that are going to be effective. That, that's hopeful. So here you can see in the sixth that those four planets we were looking at are all closely connected together. Now they aren't all within our conjunction orb, but the Neptune midheaven Pluto is, which is that passion to express yourself in the world. And the vertex Neptune midheaven is working together. And that is having a test that you share with others to bring your dreams, ideals, and visions into life and express it. Mm. So now we also have, see, vibration six again. There's that Mercury Mars. It's even interacting with the midheaven here. And it's interacting with the moon, you can see. It's interacting with the ascendant. So, this Mercury-Mars, it has to do with action to work your mind, you could say. It's energy into mental operation, connecting ideas, learning things. We have a um, 
kind of a, a key phrase for a lot of the pairs. And this one we call the eternal student. Mm. So if we're working on a project, we can eternally piece it together to make it stronger. Yeah. This is this really indicates that this summer th should be really good for projects. <laughs> I'm feeling better. I mean, if you had a yeah. just of all the ways and looking at the chart too, because we know that Saturn in vibrational terms is fundamental, like what yes. is essential and fundamental. And when we think of things that, and for long lasting, so that are endurance, have strong endurance. And, but then it's right with Jupiter that makes things big, which really reminds me too, thinking of like, and here I'm, expanding out but you know those two every 20 years can connect for our social re reset button and now mm -hmm. it's in this sense of air since 2020 in december meaning that it's that contraction i know rick levine often says it's like as a snake moves you know that what is that p p um it's a scientific way or it, it contraction expansion but how powerful to... Okay. Um, one more thing in the natal chart I want to show you. This is the strongest natal midpoint alignment. Mercury, Jupiter, and Mars, Saturn. And basically, they're sitting on top of each other. It's 11 minutes orb, so it's very, very close. And Mars, Saturn is doing what's essential. And Mercury, Jupiter is the big picture. So this is using the big picture as your frame of reference to do what is essential. You just said what I was trying to say. Yes, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's it's perfect. right there. Isn't now, it? the thing about when you have, we've talked about this before, but I'm going to present it just a little different form this time. When you have two midpoints, where, where, where this is the, this black bar here is the very middle between Sun and Jupiter. This black bar down here is the very middle between Mars and Saturn. And the, that middle point is lined up. And when you have that, you have a resonant figure that really impacts the person. Okay. So it, it's called an isosceles trapezoid in geometry. We call it an isotrap because we don't want to use all those words. And it means that the diagonals across between the two midpoint lines are the same length. And that the side lines are the same length as each other. So here's the diagonals. And this is Mercury, Saturn, and Mars, Jupiter. This is about taking big actions based on an analysis of what is fundamental and essential. Okay, so now here's the other line. See, the blue lines are, are so close to the same size that they resonate with each other, just like the orange lines. This is like a tuning fork. If you've got two the same frequency, sitting there in a room, you strike one, it resonates because you struck it. The other one hasn't been touched, but it resonates too because it's the same frequency. 
that's what we found happens in the chart. When you have two lines between pairs of planets that are essentially the same length, you get each of those lines stimulates the other one. They resonate together. So, wow. We, I, uh, go on. Oh, no, no, please. I, I accept that I've been reminded that we're close to when we want to break away and come back. Oh, but, okay. Well, we, I'm getting close. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, your thought is really profound. So go ahead and tie it up. But I just was, I'm. Okay. Okay. If we, we want to notice this, notice out, these lines, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn. Let's look at it in the natal chart. This is the natal chart without all the aspects in it. Okay, so look at it with the aspects. I've kind of made these little gold circles around. There's the Mercury, Mars. There's the Jupiter, Saturn. They're actually right there in the chart. And with all the other lines, you don't necessarily realize they are really, really close to each other. See, Mercury, Mars is 60 degrees and one minute from Mercury to Mars. Jupiter, Saturn is 60 degrees and 23 minutes from Jupiter to Saturn. And that's re close enough that they really resonate with each other. Whenever either of those lines gets stimulated, the other one gets stimulated. They're like tied together by the navel or something. That's, a, that's the music of the spheres, isn't it? That's yeah, exactly yeah. what Pythagoras was talking yeah. about. Because it's that sex, that mathematical 60 degrees, but at the same degree, not the same sign, but degree. Yeah. And yeah. So that it, it's, and I understand that, like, if you're working with any strings instrument, depending, it doubles or it halves, depending where you put your mm -hmm. fingers. I play violin, mm -hmm. but yeah. Okay, so, so is it time for us? I can go ahead and talk some more after we get back from the Good. break. I love that. Yes, thank you, Linda Barry, the uh, a great instructor, astrologer, and author. We will come back to Good Vibrations panel, and this is June 18, Top Cosmos. Stay tuned. Thanks. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the period of Gemini. By leaving a cycle based on physical form, integrated through spirit, the energy of Gemini connects spirit with matter, focused on communicating and defining the external. Gemini is a mutable air sign signifying flexibility. Gemini duly focuses upon teaching and learning in order to synthesize the world one lives within. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, June 25th, it's an encore presentation. Join us for our last healing show with Dr. Nels and Linda Rasmussen. Together, they helped our listeners and their animal friends with emotional, behavioral, and physical issues. And you can get a surrogate healing just by listening and following along with Linda's instructions. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. 
Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hi, and we're back again with our panel for the summer solstice, which is with Linda Berry. And we've been talking about really the theme that is going to continue till the equinox when we start up again. I don't know if I've lost Linda here or if she's coming back. Linda? Oh, hi. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. We're here. Uh, Before we start, do you have an idea of a new class that's starting? Can people... Okay, my next class is I started uh, new students the beginning of June, and my next um, introductory class will be the beginning of January. So yeah. it's going to be a little while. Okay, well that's good enough. And but, and the yeah, but your daily we'll be we'll be coming back for the winter, um, the winter equinox, the solstice, the winter solstice, and. That's when we'll be right before they start. Yeah. No, I knew you were doing your notes and that you, you couldn't see right, your head. Right, that's why I was right. wondering. But very good, very good. And of course, just to remind people, and we'll get right back to the subject that we're talking about, but that you could just email um, Linda and you can find that always at Talk Cosmos or at Astrological Depth to get that daily diary because it's it's very helpful knowing vibrational astrology or not so and something just to mention here sue something i've been able to develop recently it's bothered me for a long time that well the diary's good but it's general it's it's about the whole world everybody's experiencing it and i have learned how to do a sabian symbol report for an individual that is related to their chart for the new moons and full moons. And, and that is a subscription service. It's not very expensive, $20 a month. And you get the reports sent to you each month. That might interest people. I know that I do have a new moon panel and we do include Sabians. It's those two individuals mm-hmm. on it are quite mm-hmm. in tune with it. And it, and for those people, it's uh imagery metaphor system yes, that Mark really Edmund Jones began right. but that astrology with Elsie Wheeler 2019 right and the, right and I'm using the original Sabian symbols and um spiritual psychological um evolutionary meanings for them that I was able to tap into in the 1980s and 90s so and these think- are these are not meanings that you'll find in any of the books, although I'm in the process of writing a book, but they, these are not meanings you'll find in any of the books that are out there now. I'll have to add it to my library. I have your others. Um, two books, two books. Yes. And I, my mind flitted out. Well, very Gemini-like. Okay. Excellent. Yes, let's go back here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now 
we were talking about these two um, sextiles that are just basically the same length. Harmonious flow. Okay. Yes. And that this helps. This is about learning and studying um, things that you can actually use and apply to bring mm -hmm. about systematic growth and expansion. So, so practical. Besides, it is. It's very Mercury Mars is is fairly practical. You know, a child with Mercury Mars really strong in their chart, their parents are likely to find them in the middle of the kitchen floor with the clock all in pieces because they took the clock apart to figure out how it works. That's, <laughs> that's, that's I've seen a child that with Mercury Mars. <laughs> so. Okay, so just to summarize some of the things we've found here for the summer solstice to kind of bring this into focus. An intense need for each person to deeply examine and adjust their life purpose and meaning. Balancing your own need to do your thing with the needs of others. A greater understanding and systematic growth in the process of redistribution of power to include everyone. People who share common beliefs joining together to express their intense feelings. This could be some pretty intense demonstrations and things. Oh, yeah. Taking big actions based on an analysis of what is fundamental and essential and practical learning and studying that can bring about systematic growth and expansion. So this is this is the kinds of energies we're going to be that we have the potential for this summer. Of course, each person chooses how much they're going to tune into the general pattern and how much they're going to resonate from it. But everybody's being pushed by these things. Everybody in the world for for the next three months for sure. So now, uh, the I'm next thinking, section. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I, you know, I, I'm really grateful that you expressed, and, and in fact, I took a screenshot. I don't know if anybody else wants to, because these, if you have big ideals, looking back at the last six months, we've been going through many mm, optional directions and stories of other people. And so now at this point, it feels like, whatever ideas we had or motives or needs and to realize too th this interaction. But I love this fact of the a fundamental essential and the redistribution of power, which in, for inclusivity, but also what was the other thing here that, um, uh, yeah, there's, it's dynamic, unbelievably. It is. And now there's one more page people may want to take a screenshot of. Um, I, I didn't show all of the charts for this because we weren't going to have enough time to look at them. But we talked last time about the quincunxus and they show you things that are kind of in the air to work on and develop. And so here's a list of the strongest ones that in, in relatively the lower vibrations for the um, three months, starting with the summer solstice. Um, the first one is a, a very strong pattern in 
Vibration 73 that has a need to share a dream with others to make life worthwhile while you're being stripped down to the essential core and getting rid of everything else. So you're taking the dream, but you're just not taking the dream with all these expansions and frivolities and so on. You're taking the dream and figuring out what is the essence within it, letting go of all of the extra stuff and working with the energy of the deep core of that dream. So in a sense, this is saying, what is really important about the things you feel like you want to do? What are you really trying to accomplish? And that's something to figure this out and work on this summer. The next strongest pattern is Mars quincunx Uranus in the 23rd vibration. And this is very dynamic and volatile. It's taking spontaneous actions. You're going to see people and yourself probably periodically do things that you didn't expect to do or you didn't expect the other person to do. There's going to be this sense of breaking free and doing, expressing what's within you. The next one is same strength as the taking risky action spontaneously, and that's Saturn Uranus in 32. And there's another one in 32. I should have moved it up there. These two in 32 are actually working together, even though the one's a little bit larger orb. So you're putting into action your unique, okay, this is a, yeah, you're putting into action your unique inner view of life. It's like, this is like, you've got stuff you've been thinking about down inside of you and you wished it could happen or you formulated a picture of gee wouldn't it be great if life were like this or if I were doing this and it's not something you're even talking to anybody about and sometimes it might be something way off from what your life currently is um, maybe uh, well one of the simple illustrations is Maybe you're a CEO at a company, but in your heart, you really want to be a musician. And all of a sudden, you just throw away being a CEO and you start being a musician. And everybody's surprised. Anyway, so there's going to be some of this go moving into the inner core of yourself, expressing the deep, long-hidden parts of your core. Some of this you're going to be encouraged to bring out and really be what you know you are deep inside of you. Now, the next one is to take big actions. That's simple enough. And then you have doing essential fundamental things. Okay, this is about dealing with the fact that there's a lot, this one and 23 actually. Um, no, th this has to do with, okay. I wrote this wrong. Ignore what's there. Let me tell you what this is. For for 21 Mars. had to do with, doing with dealing with essential fundamental things. Actually, by yourself in your personal life. My apologies. I, I looked at the minutes and made it a vibration. Well, you know what? I, and I can jump in just a little bit for folks because I'm in awe of this. But in a um vibrational astrology it 
it's deducted mathematically. So 21, yeah. if you're looking like, what's 21? Well, go back to the fact that seven, which is a prime number, there are numbers that aren't divided by anything except themselves. That's prime in math for those that remember their math. And it's multiplied three times. And three, we know, is a trine. So it's flowing. But it's all, as as one might learn, the code of seven is internal because it's this evolutionary process. And, of course, I'm throwing out maybe more than what people can grasp, but then maybe not. But the fact is, I can see where Linda being her student and loving this, it could confuse because 31 is a different prime. It's no, uh, yeah, it's a different yeah. part. Just ignore that. Um, yeah. the, the 21 is like a flow inside of you. And you're going down inside of yourself. You're going into this flow of very fundamental, figuring out what's really fundamental for you. What are the really essential things you need to do? And that's what this 21 Mars quincunx Saturn is. And the last one I listed here, there were some more, but they're weaker than these, is 24 Sun Uranus. This is another spontaneous one to spontaneously work effectively in a harmonious flow with others. So there's a lot of things in here that show that this is going to be a good time to work in groups. And how to work with groups. That's the most remarkable thing. Yeah. And to and to be ready for that emotional part because right. and and that it's safe because if you're with people that have this common intensity of yours, just as I jumped in there and was yeah. you know, adding the little assist, you know, whatever on my okay. scale. Now, how much time do we have left, Sid? Well, up at the top, we have 45. It's, uh, we have about 10 minutes. Okay. Well, we've got plenty of time for this. Then. Yeah. And of okay. course, the last minute. This is the Sabian symbol part. And this is not vibrational astrology. All the rest of what we've been doing has been vibrational astrology. Um, this is more um, symbolic. And um, the Sabian symbols were channeled by Elsie Wheeler for Mark Edmund Jones in the 1920s. And they have proved to be a source of growth and wisdom. And here is the ones that are especially involved with the summer solstice. Now what I'm doing, oh dear, here's where we have that little problem. This is sun and moon. Sorry about the letters. Oh, um, because of the font. Yeah, that, it, that's, but those are what? supposed to be the symbols, but it's it, you don't even want to know why it's going on that way. That's okay. okay. It's evident. So this of is nine of eight, eight, 25 of Taurus. I'll just translate it for you. Nine of Taurus is the Sabian symbol for what? Okay, you won't find it in the chart. What I'm doing is I'm using the distance between the sun and the moon. And the distance from the sun to the moon is what I'm using as a Sabian symbol. Oh. And we just had a new moon. Yep, yesterday. So, the, see, at the new moon, the distance between the sun and the moon is zero, which would be zero varies. And then a day later, the moon moves 12 to 13 degrees a day. It'll be approximately 12 of Aries 
A day later, it'll be about 24 of Aries and so on. So the moon gradually gets further and further from the sun. Well, this is very close to the new moon. So we have a cancer, cancer. I mean, because it's cancer right now. Yeah. Not Aries. Yeah. Right. So we have eight of Taurus, which is 38 degrees between the sun and the moon, 38 degrees and some minutes, which actually becomes 39 degrees, which is nine of Taurus. And as you can see, it's written here on the symbol, nine of Taurus. The symbol is a Christmas tree decorated. This is about what's happening, can happen at any time of the year, but what happens at Christmas at Christmas, we are at the shortest day of the year, and the light is starting to lengthen after the shortest day. And so this symbol is about calling the light back into the lengthening night. It's about the light being reborn within you, in the darkness within you. And the solstice this year, it's like Christmas in June. The solstice this year is about the rebirth of the light. And if you open up inside of you and let the light be born within your darkness, or you get caught up in the darkness and swallowed by it. We don't want that to happen to anybody. This is just to let you know what the alternatives are. This is extremes. In the darkness, there is this, you know, idea that there's always light you just have to look for the yeah and, and look for the more the dark if there's more darkness there's going to be more light <laughs> so there is that thought and i'm remembering too i don't want to take away from the f- few minutes that you have here but when you say about rebirth well it's not sedna but sedna just as on the 15th well we'll leave that but next week we're going to talk about that a little bit on talk okay. cosmos because it's in gemini and yeah. so when I think of anyway, the outer dwarf planets, it's working with this. I, anyway, I'm okay. listening. I'll listen. All right. So okay. now there's two more layers to understanding what's going on with the Sabian symbol. This is the second level. This is 20 of Leo. It's actually at 19 of Leo 30, but this is sun to moon again <laughs> to translate these little code letters. And so 20 of Leo, it's written right here. The symbol for 20 of Leo is the Zuni sun worshipers. Yeah, isn't that cool? Just hearing it is kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. This is about letting the fire of the divine shine more clearly through you. As you're connecting into the universal, even during stressful times. So this is saying that you can connect into the universal and have the light of life and of the divine shining through you, no matter how stressful things are. Um, You just have to take a moment to be quiet and let yourself feel it. Um, This is about reconnecting into the sacredness of all life. And that is the positive expression of this the kind of trap or problem here is that you can get caught up in meaningless rituals where you're just doing things for social reasons or you just kind of lose your sense of your personal identity. And that's not what we're talking about here, but this is kind of one of the ways it can slide off into some places you don't really want. 
Although remembering quickly back to that introspection, you could say, or the thinking that we're processing Mm with, when I'll probably hopefully get out of that, you know, as far as a, they'll become aware of it. That's all. Now the third symbol, again, sun to moon, this is 13 of Aries, 35, which is a symbol of 14 of Aries. And that is a serpent coiling near a man and a woman. Ooh, that's an interesting image, isn't like it? The caducious, actually, you know, her yeah, name. Or, or the Kundalini. Yeah. Um, you are experiencing a vague sense of awareness. Because, see, it's not quite connected in, it's just near. That when you open up to the energy flows, you can connect into the broader awareness provided by spirit. This is like the lesson that's underlying all of this is that opening up to the energy flows lets you connect into spirit. And that's when you transcend the transient aspects of life and the lower impulses, which can take control of you and you move beyond them. All right. So what I've done here is I'm taking the positive opportunities that the symbols show. And level one, level two, level three, they're right here. I just underlined the themes, light reborn in the darkness, connecting into the universal, reconnecting with the sacredness of all life, open up to the energy flows, connecting into a broader awareness provided... uh, well, we can't see it there. Here, let me go back. You um, about two minutes. Go ahead. Pr- provided by spirit. All right. Now, the pitfalls. To get caught up in the darkness and be swallowed by it. To get caught up in meaningless rituals where you lose touch with yourself. And to get caught up in transient desires and lower impulses. But, you know, that reminds me of two things. One is a stop, look, and listen. I remember the very first book, I hated it as a six-year-old, but still stop, look, and listen. Like you said, slow down and look. And the next is the song, We Have a Little Help from Our Friends, from one of the Beatles songs. Yeah, that's great. I love it. We have, we'll have support. We're not just on our little island by ourselves, although I am in Hawaii. There's a basic spiritual rule that you have to ask. Oh, beautiful. And if if you ask for help in connecting in on a broader, deeper level, you'll get the help. That may be getting rid of blockages to connecting in, but you will get the help. It's a matter, yes, a matter of being open to how it is received. Well, it's it's a matter of asking, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you, Linda Berry. This is a ongoing experience so great and um can i, I show the last picture yes go ahead quick and then i think we'll get okay can, can we go back to my screen please for a moment there it is oh, yes oh one of many with the diary i thank you again happy sources to all please keep in touch and we'll be back thanks linda <laughs> good vibrations Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.